1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We apologize for the last couple of days not having shows out. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, mainly on my end. Um, so we mainly apologize. On your <laughs> mainly on your end. Mainly on your end. I don't like to put blame on all on all of one person. <laughs> uh, it's a team oh, effort. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, we're gonna do our preview today. But, lenin, how you doing today, sir? I'm
0: doing good. I mean, we haven't spoken in a little while, and it felt nice. But uh, no. <laughs> No,
1: I'm ready to talk football. All right, let's do it. So coming up on today's show, we do our Cowboys Seahawks preview, and let's jump right into it. I want to talk about the Cowboys when they have the ball on offense against the Seattle Seahawks defense. Uh, this Of the two matchups, this might be the more ugly one. Uh, just because Seattle has a pretty good defense still, the Cowboys offense is still uh, adjusting and transitioning to... Uh, life without Des Bryant and Jason Witten. So let's go ahead and talk about how the Cowboys can run the ball first. Uh, you look at this, this Seattle Seahawks front, and it looks a lot different than what we're used to seeing uh, from the Seahawks. They, they just don't have the same talent, especially on the front four that they've had in the last couple of years. But they still have those talented linebackers in Bobby Wagner. They have Michael Kendricks. They have Shakeem Griffin. How can the Cowboys run the ball against Seattle on Sunday? Well, you know,
0: I think part of what there's a lot of there's still names there, you know. There's still guys like, you know, Bobby Wagner like you mentioned and, and I think he's he's playing in this game, but I think he's going to be limited just, you know, because of all the stuff that he's been dealing with as well. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately for them, K.J. Wright has also been out. So, you know, they've had uh, Michael Kendricks, who Cowboys fans should be familiar with for his days with the Eagles for a while. Uh, and then, you know, the, like the guys you talked about up front, I mean, really, you know, Frank Clark is is a good two-way player, but definitely more of a pass rusher. Jerron Reed is a a, a guy that you, you should definitely be concerned about as far as, uh, you know, run, destroying a run scheme goes. Um, But I think, again, those are guys who are going against uh, Tyron Smith and and Zach Martin respectively. So I I think really, again, it's going to come down to these matchups. Um, with, you know, like the, the, the down roster version, not down roster, but, you know, the, the not superstar guys on the starters that are, uh, along these lines. So, you know, how does, uh, a guy like Quentin Jefferson do against, uh, Leo Collins? How does, uh, uh, Nazir Jones and Puna Ford and, and Deion Jordan do against their respective, uh, uh, you know, counterparts in the Cowboys offensive line? Um, and th- and then I think, you know, really, um, where the Cowboys' advantage comes is at the second level. I mean, Wagner is definitely one of the one of, if not the best, middle linebackers in football. The fact that he's banged up a little bit is helpful. Uh, I think you know, like I said, Kendricks is a, definitely a step down, pretty serious step down from KJ Wright. Uh, and I think that this, to me, is a game where uh, you know they are they, those two, and then Brad McDougal, uh, Dougald, the, the kind of strong safety uh, type of the of the two safeties. Obviously, when you consider him and Earl. Um, you know, it's going to be up to them specifically to try to uh, slow down De- uh, Zeke, who, who seems pretty primed, I think, for a breakout game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think you know the, it's it's a tall order uh, for a guy like McDougal who you know has played very well, no doubt, since he's gotten to Seattle. But uh, I think the the more and more they they're asking of him with Wagner and KJ Wright, hurt, the more of the impetus to make the make the you know make more and more of the lion's share of run tackles and, and plays uh, is is probably more than they that he can handle so uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly how it all plays out but uh, i do think that the cowboys at least have a draw if not a slight advantage um, in the run game and then uh yeah, we'll talk about the passing matchups which I feel like is a little bit more <laughs> tenuous to say yeah. the least.
1: So uh, this is the first week where the Cowboys don't have to go against a dominant force in the middle uh, of the defense. So they they're not going against a Kawan Short or a Dante Poe or Uh, Snacks, Harrison. Uh, The interior guys of Seattle. I mean, I like Jaron Reed, but he's not in that same caliber of those. He's not. He's not
0: dominant. He's he's above average, probably. Yeah. And this
1: is the game where I'm looking to see how Connor Williams and Joe Looney and Zach Martin can perform because if they can win their matchup. I expect the Cowboys to be able to run the ball. Uh, you mentioned Frank Clark; really like him as a pass rusher, but he's going to be going against Tyron Smith. I fully expect Tyron to kind of have his way with him on the edge in the running game. And then Deion Jordan plays on that uh, on the left side; he's going to be going against Lyle Collins. I really like Collins in that matchup. Uh, they even swing down and put Barkevius Mingo sometimes in that role. Um, and if you know, if you've been following Mingo's career at all, he's a terrible run defender. Uh, yeah. I expect the Cowboys offensive line to win this one now it's going to become it 's going to come down to can Zeke and Rod Smith can they make plays against these linebackers? Can Joe looney and Connor Williams can they get to the second level and wall off uh you know Kendricks and Wagner? We will see. Uh, I think the Cowboys should be able to run the ball a little bit better than they did in the previous two weeks um but i don't expect this to be a game where Zeke has 130 yards rushing and averaging five and a half yards to carry. It's probably just not going to be that way. Seattle still has a hard-nosed, well-coached defense. Let's talk about the passing game, though. Uh, You mentioned how this could be an interesting matchup. They have uh, some nice pieces. Obviously, Earl Earl Thomas is still Earl Thomas. Uh, I like Griffin on the outside. Uh, Coleman is their slot corner, who I think is pretty decent. Cole Beasley sprained his ankle on Thursday practice. They still think he's going to be able to go, but he might be limited in some form. How can the Cowboys pass against this stellar uh, back four? Uh,
0: you know, I, I'm not—we'll see how limited he is because, I mean, he was filled in punts in practice today, which he doesn't even need to do. So I, I kind of feel like he, it might just be pretty minor. So, um, But we'll see. Uh, I, you know, I think— a lot of what you talked about is this, these the safeties are what you, you, you have your concerns with here, right? Is I think, uh, on the outside, they've got some nice guys and Griffith and Griffin and King are, 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 good. And you mentioned Coleman. Um, I, I, but I don't think they're unbeatable, you know, like, I mean, by any stretch of the imagination, I think that the, the Cowboys can find ways to exploit the guys on the outside. And, and I think Beasley for the most part can do some things inside on Coleman as well, even hurt. Um, I don't know that it's going to be, you know, uh, the primary source of attack. I think, you know, it's not such a, you know, a disadvantage a disadvantage for the Seahawks at all that that you know that they feel the need to go out of their way to try to attack that that aspect of the you know throwing the ball outside. But I think that it's one of those things where they probably won't be afraid to um it'll be interesting to see you know since they have these bigger corners on the outside if how the cowboys choose to um you know kind of attack that you know to deploy their receivers Mm -hmm. out out there it'll be be interesting to see if we see uh, again more tavon austin out there um you know and, and seeing if he can test someone like king or griffin deep you know and and not even you know with the idea that maybe you don't want to throw it to Earl Thomas <laughs> over the top but uh but at the very least taking these guys down the field and and you know making them respect uh the, the vertical ability of some of the uh, wide receivers on this team um so I, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out and you know i think the good news for the cowboys is i you know I read somewhere that Scott Linehan sat down with Chris Richard and they went over the last three years of Cowboys versus Seattle uh, games and, and went through every single play. And uh, and Chris Richard kind of explained the defensive thought process of what they were, you know, how they were attacking the Cowboys. So I do. And I obviously, I think he's going to have a lot of familiarity with uh, some of this personnel as well. Um I, you know where that, i think that helps is i think in the passing game but not as much in the running game because i think it's you know a more physical thing unless they're trying to run at someone but my point being that uh i don't think they'll be afraid of attacking these guys I, but i think that uh what they will you know try to do is uh, avoid giving Earl Thomas a big game-flipping play and you know, definitely just trying to manipulate him out of the play as opposed to testing him deep because
1: they have, I think, a level of respect for Earl Thomas. So this is one of the games where I don't mind if the Cowboys aren't as aggressive as everybody wants them to be because I think in this contest it's not going to be a bad thing to punt the ball. I think the Cowboys are going to have a lot of faith in their defense and we're going to get to them in a second. But if if the Cowboys decide on 3rd and 11 to take a 5-yard check down, that's fine with me. This game, and we've actually seen it in the last few matchups against Seattle. The Cowboys, every game, are in this game. But it's almost always a turnover or a special teams play that decides this game. Uh, last year, it was the, the pick 6 early in the game that that kind of set the game off bad. They're, they've had previous games where pump blocks have changed the momentum. In this game, the Cowboys don't need to press. They don't need to try to get outside of what they're comfortable doing. If they can control the clock, um, keep field position, they should be okay. It's just not a game where I want the Cowboys to try to be overly aggressive and get outside of the norm of what they're used to doing on offense. But uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup for a bunch of different reasons. It will be interesting to see if the Cowboys can control the line of scrimmage. If they do that, I expect them to have a lot of success. Let's pause for a second so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to enter or to, uh, to have your deposit match dollar for dollar to claim your bonus. You play, you win, you get paid.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, let's talk about the Cowboys defense against the Seattle Seahawks offense. And this is one I really think the Cowboys have the advantage here. Um, They have a bunch of injuries on their offensive line, and we can get to those right now. Ethan Posick, their left guard, did not practice all week. He was seen with a a boot around his ankle. It doesn't appear he's going to play. Even if he does, he's going to be very limited. Uh, Their center, Justin Britt, has a shoulder issue. Uh, He was actually knocked out of the Week 2 game. Uh, They expect him to be out at least a couple of weeks, so don't expect him there. Uh, Their backup tackle, George Fant, is not expected to play either. So this is already a bad offensive line that's going to be missing two starters uh, after a short week. It's just not a very good unit. So let's talk about the Cowboys' pass rush first. How can the Cowboys get consistent pressure on Russell Wilson?
0: Well, again, we're going to have a conversation about having to contain these quarterbacks. I mean, Russell is obviously in that class of quarterbacks that you have to watch your Uh, rush depth you have to make sure that you contain the front of the pocket because he will find ways to sneak out the pocket run for first downs one thing we should mention up front since we discussed injuries is that russell himself actually has a little bit of a hamstring uh not any he's not any threat to not play but it's just something that he is dealing with and that should be kept in mind um you know i think for the cowboys they have a pretty clear advantage here I mean I think that uh, if they just need to find ways to exploit that now especially if you're talking about having to replace two starters on their interior uh, that now you're really you're really talking about something that is going to be difficult for the the Seahawks to, to uh, deal with let me let me ask you a question this is bad radio but were Poisek and Britt practicing at all this week?
1: No neither of them practice at all
0: uh, I mean, at least that the, their backup's got a chance to kind of, you know, get some work in, at least see maybe some of the twists and stunts that the Cowboys are going to try to throw at them. But I, I just feel like, you know, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm trying to do more of these TE stunts, anything that can get DeMarcus Lawrence matched up with guys inside. And I think that, you know, you, you rush Wilson out, uh, up the middle and then you have a plan uh, with someone either spying him on the back end that's watching him if he slips outside or or something but I I think that they're going to throw a lot of different stuff at uh, Wilson you know first of all they're gonna the, the Seahawks are going to want to try to run the ball because they're I mean they just I Please think they do. realize yeah I mean well be, I they are going to feel the need to I think because I I think that if you look at you know the issues that they've had. With, you know, pass protection, I I think that they're going to try to want to at least slow down Dallas's pass rush a little bit by making them think about the run. So, you know, first things first is going to be the Cowboys shutting down the run game, but I I really don't think that's going to be an issue. And then, you know, Wilson, it's going to be about him trying to run around and and make plays uh, and see if he can, you know, get things, get something going here or there. Uh, you know, I think it with especially with the with the, the little hamstring, with the guys missing in the middle, and just with all with the talent disparity. I mean, the biggest dis- talent disparity between on this matchup across the board is the Dallas defense versus the Seattle offense. I mean, I think mm. that's pretty clear. I mean, the, like that the Dallas defense has a pretty clear talent gap, and so they need to. Avail themselves of that. I, you know, I think this is this is now the time where, all right, we've seen it two games in a row where they've definitely set us up. Now we need them to uh, to lead this thing. You know, because I think the Cowboys' offense is is going against a a unit that is a, a, a tough matchup, an even matchup for them. The Dallas defense needs to impose its will and shut the Seattle offense down, not giving them opportunities, forcing them into desperate situations, forcing turnovers and making all of that work out.
1: Right. And this is actually a defense that over the last five years has had a lot of success against Russell Wilson. Uh, You just look at the numbers um, from their last four matchups. The Seattle offense has only averaged 15 points a game against the Cowboys pass rush. Uh, I think this is one of the more talented rushes that rushes that they've had over the last five years. This is probably the weakest the Seattle offensive line has been uh, as of late. So I really, not only do I expect them to to dominate this game, they have to. If the Cowboys want to win this game, they have to stop Russell Wilson. Wilson hasn't had a ton of success against Dallas over the last four games, just 145 yards passing per game. If the Cowboys can keep him in the pocket, limit the number of big plays, I think they should be okay. You just look at the matchups across the defensive line. Uh, Taco Charlton, Randy Gregory probably going, get going against Dwayne Brown, but their best uh, offensive lineman. But on the other side, Demarcus Lawrence going against Georgia Fetty. Uh, he should win that matchup pretty consistently. It's going to be something that's going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, the Cowboys front four needs to win that matchup. Let's go ahead and talk about the Seahawks passing offense. Uh, No Doug Baldwin, Russell Wilson's favorite receiver. They still do have Tyler Lockett, who can make big plays down the field. Uh, They have Brandon Marshall as one of their outside receivers, who actually looked okay in the first two weeks, but he's just not a guy that's going to make big plays. Um, And then after that, do you know, Landon, who their their receivers are after those top two? Did they sign Philly Brown? Did I read Uh, that that they signed him? They did, and they cut him, so he is not on the roster. <laughs> okay. Uh no I don't know actually then. No. Uh, Jeron Brown who was the the worst brown on the Cardinals a few years ago. He's a <laughs> Okay. Big, he's a big receiver that's kind of plotting. Uh okay. a wide receiver named David Moore who I've never heard of before. Um, I've heard I've heard of the uh, you know reporter David Moore for the Dallas Morning News. <laughs> that's true. That, not, not the same. I hope that's the not the same, same one. David
0: Moore. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, and, then,
1: <laughs> and then Keenan Reynolds, who was the Navy quarterback uh, a few years ago, that's mm, transitioning mm. from receiver. Uh, th- Those okay. are their passing weapons. Um, I like the Cowboys matchups here. I I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Byron Jones and Chidobi match up very well with uh, Brandon Marshall, given their size. Yeah, and yeah. I like Tyler Lockett; he can play in a slot a little bit. But uh, I mean, uh, are you really if, if, if scared? All, if all he can do, if all he can do is run, Anthony Brown can run,
0: man. <laughs> like you they, know, well, so
1: I I don't have I don't have any fear like I would against a Deshaun Jackson type of player because he's yeah, just not yeah, that yeah. type of deep no. receiver. He, he's adequate, but he's not he's not a Tyreek Hill.
0: Yeah, and even and even then, like, uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson, like, is dangerous with another receiver, mostly. Right. You know, because, right. like, I mean, he's not enough to kind of—I mean, every once in a while, Deshaun Jackson will take over a game, but he's not in every game, like, he's going to kill you. And Lockett is definitely not that guy either, so— Right. And uh, we should also know,
1: mention that Xavier Woods is likely going is to back. play in this game. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, and and I think on top of that as well, I mean, we're not giving Will Disley. I mean, are we, are we going to talk about tight ends separately? But Will Disley... Uh, no, you the, can throw him like, in there. Well, pass threat Will Disley, enough credit. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm i not necessarily afraid of Will Disley. It's just I thought it's funny that how much success he's had already in the passing game. It's pretty great um, for a guy that was supposed to be a blocking tight end. Um, sure. I think, you know... This, yeah, the, I mean, we are talking about mismatches in the defense. The defensive line has some pretty serious mismatches on it. This has some even more, I, I would say. I mean, Jones and Brown and, and woozy against these, this group is not. Uh, it's they don't really have. You know, our, you know, we our receivers get a lot of, uh, you know, flack. Our receivers mm-hmm. are a better better matchup against the Seattle's past defensive backs than vice versa. I, 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 I mean, and, and like I think that this. This, this I mean, especially... I, I love the Jones and Marshall matchup for us. I, I don't know that Marshall's going to get anything against Jones. Uh, so Everything's I mean, going to be
1: contested I, I, if he does get it. Everything's yeah, going to be contested. Yeah,
0: everything's going to be contested. So, uh, yeah, I like these matchups for us, especially, especially with uh, Woods back. I think Woods being back allows them to really do a lot of good stuff, including playing Heath down in the box full-time, which is great because he's he's fantastic there, and then also allowing Fraser to kind of be limited and snaps, which is good for his special teams, but also good for you know his defense because I think he can come in and r- randomly provide sparks as well sure. as that third safety. And, and again, in, in the same way that like we that we had with uh, Wilcox, you know, we, it, I think he's probably better in you know portioned out chunks than he is in you know large swaths of quarters of of play so uh i like this matchup a lot for the cowboys um i I think again the pass rush combined with this is going to be a really tough game for the seattle (laughs) offense man because like i I just i I think they're gonna wilson's not gonna be able to get a lot of quick uh um quick receptions i mean a, a lot of uh you know, quick receptions, because I think that they're going to be on these guys pretty tight. And but that's not he's even their gonna...
1: offense. Anyways, they're not a, they're not <laughs> yeah. one of these offenses that likes to have 10, 12 play drives. I mean, they have, they have one 10 play drive this entire season. I don't want that ends in touchdowns, just one 10 play drive. It, it's just an offense that relies so much on big plays. If you can take away the big plays, I don't know what this Seahawks offense is. I don't know. See, that's the thing is I don't, but if you're Seattle,
0: I don't know how you're looking at this defense and thinking that you're going to get a bunch of big plays. That That's my issue, is that if, if Dallas doesn't need to blitz, really, and they could rush for and cover
1: these guys, why would Dallas—I mean, you're not getting any big plays. And, and that's the like, thing. is we, I, at least I, I haven't talked to you about this, but I think we both are in agreement that the Cowboys probably aren't going to blitz very much in this game right because they won't need I, I to. I mean,
0: I wouldn't think that they would need to. Yeah. I mean, if I would assume, I'm would i going to assume, especially with these injuries, they're going to get quite a bit of pressure on, on Wilson. Or at least he's not going to be able to sit in the pocket and throw the ball, you know, the way he wants to. Uh, you know, and they'll be able to do that with, I think, rushing four. See, this would where, be the game
1: I think I would be interested to see if they're going to use some of their Deacon packages. Because I would like to get... Well, you know, if you can get Lawrence Crawford and Randy Smith, Gregory, or really,
0: really, what I'd like to see is on some of these third down plays because here's where Wilson will kill you is that you'll he'll, he'll break contain, he'll get out yes. of the pocket, there'll be fire, fire drill rules, somebody will get open. Some little break because you can't cover these guys forever. It's a little break free, and then he will, you know, and he'll get the completion. The, the Aaron Rodgers. That's basically. how they beat you.
1: Yes, that's yeah. how Seattle, and so, that's how they beat them in the past too. Is one yeah. or two big plays down the field.
0: So I think what you have to do, and, and I think kind of where you're going is you need to get pressure. I, I think you have to get pressure up the middle, and, and I think you have to find. I mean, because I think you're going to get pressure on, on the sides, but I think to a certain degree. Attacking him from the outside is kind of just playing into what he wants to do. You you have to either conti- you know keep him in the pocket and then collapse the pocket, right? Yes. And, and and it's yep. like keep maintaining rush levels. But I, I think what's going to also help with that is what you were talking about. If you if you run something like the Deacon and then you blitz someone like Jalen, who get, can get through the middle of the of the trash and and threaten the quarterback. Like right now, uh, you know, again, a long armed defender. Who's athletic? Again, I think it will. He won't have the time. He won't have the ability to, you know, sidestep this, get around that, uh, and then, you know, wait for his guy to see that he's scrambling and then break free from his route and get open. They're, they're uh, you know. If I draw this game up in a simulation in my head, in X's and O's, I don't think the, the Seahawks have a lot of opportunity on the offense where they do. In the reality of it, is what I've described: is is breaking free, a, a pl- broken play, you know, uh, improvising, guys sc- scrambling, getting out of coverage, and there's you know, how do you? There's not really a way to account for that on defense other than getting the quarterback on the ground,
1: right? Um, We should also mention a couple injury things for the Cowboys. Uh, Sean Lee has a hamstring injury. Jerry Jones said he's going to be a game-time decision, but they expect him to play. I think even if he does play, he's probably going to rotate snaps like we saw last week with uh, Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch and maybe a little bit of Joe Thomas as well. Uh, Malik Collins, defensive tackle, is not expected to play after suffering a knee injury in Week 2. You'll see more Tyrone Crawford. You'll see more of Wood's. And future Hall of Famer Daniel Ross, the number 4th ranked defender. Well, Jones. Jones, too. Yeah. Oh, Dayton wow. Jones. I, you, you're messing up you're my Daniel there. Ross bit. Sorry, but. sorry. No, no that's yeah. right. It's it's my Daniel Ross bit. He, he's a future Hall of Famer. You saw that pro football focus piece about him being the 4th the highest graded defensive tackle in all of the NFL through two weeks. For, for the, after the first week, he was the first rated interior. Oh, uh, a
0: little disappointed gone, he's, now. He's, he's he, trending down. Yeah, so I'm uh, shocked that a
1: guy with nine snaps in week one is starting to to drop in
0: the nine, nine, nine snaps. But he had like a sack and a forced fumble. If I, I mean, like it was crazy. His stats. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Dayton Jones should be back. And actually, I think this is a good matchup for Dayton. I I think he can have an impact if he's healthy. So, uh, those are just some things to watch out. Xavier Woods hasn't been completely back yet. He's been limited in the first two practices. However, I kind of do expect him to be back and and to play in this one. So now my favorite part of the show end of the week, making really stupid predictions Let's go ahead and do it, Lane. Who do you have winning this monstrous Week Three matchup between the Cowboys and the Seahawks? I Forgot we had to do this. <laughs>
0: uh, I I'm picking the Cowboys. Um, I, I mean, I think that uh, you know it's a tough game. It's, it's a, a really I mean, tough this one. is a t- this is a tough game for this can be a tough game for the Cowboys, but I think that this is a tough situation for Seattle. You know, I mean, this that's the thing is that the current reality of what's going on is a lot worse for Seattle than it is for Dallas. Uh, interior, interior offensive line and an already beat up, uh, offensive line being out, that, that just, you know, compounds the issue. Of course, they don't really have. The personnel to kind of run an offense, you know, uh, the way they want to. I mean, I think they'll again try to run the ball just to establish something going, but I, I, you know, I don't know that they're going to be able to throw the ball, uh, you know, exceptionally well in from a traditional, you know, place. And I think the defense, uh, is, is still very good. Um, but I also don't know that, you know, in its current state with its health, that it's gonna be good enough to overcome how I think that their offense is going to be put into a lot of bad positions because of the offensive line and because of the lack of skill on the outside and force the issue. And that's going to continually to put the Seattle defense in bad positions. And eventually that, that dam is going to break a lot quicker than the Cowboys will. So um, I tend to think that they'll, it'll, they'll win a low scoring game because I think Seattle will definitely find ways to limit Dallas um, on offense. But I think that Dallas will find a lot more ways to limit Seattle on, on, when when Dallas is on defense. So uh, I think it would be something like like 17-14 Cowboys.
1: Right. This is going to be a low-scoring game. I I don't think anybody expects this one to be a 28-24 type of game. I really think this is going to come down to special teams. Uh, Who makes field goals uh, field position on punts. Uh, they have one of the best punters already in the league and Michael Dixon. Uh, he can change field position I- in ridiculous ways. Uh, We've got that too, though. That's what's crazy. This, these teams are so similar in a lot of I know. ways. You know? they, they really are. It, that's why I think it's going to come down to who makes their kicks, which team limits uh, turnovers. If the Cowboys can play a turnover-free game, I, I just... I have a hard time seeing a way that Seattle scores 20 points. Um, However, Seattle has won 14 of their last 15 home openers. I know that Seattle doesn't have the same talent that they've had in previous years, but it's just really, really hard to play in Seattle. I still think Pete Carroll is a really good coach. I will say that they win a really, really close one, 17-14 but I'm going to acknowledge that this one, I, I, I could see it going a hundred different ways with how evenly matched these two teams are. So uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.